on to the second round. We'll keep this a bit shorter. We'll start at number 31, Nicholas Claxton, going to the Brooklyn Nets. Anything you want to say about him, Green? Another guy I got to see play a bunch in the SEC over the past couple of years. Maybe a guy that could have used another year of school, but kind of the star of his team on a bad team at Georgia this year. Kind of slight of build, but certainly a shot blocker. Somebody that developed what could translate to the NBA as a stretch forward type of game. I see here they have him listed as a center, but I think his trajectory is probably more as a four-man, given his build. Maybe he can bulk up and become a five-man eventually. But if you're picked at 31, you probably have to go. So if that was his projection late first round, early second round. It was probably a good move for him because who knows about Georgia this coming season. And when you're asked to carry the load on a bad team, you never know. You might have a bad season and your stock could easily drop. So for Nicholas Claxton, it's a great move. As far as contributing on a playoff team already, I would say that's yet to be seen. The potential is there. Yeah, and Brooklyn doesn't we have a straight power forward on their roster, um, you know, looking at the people under contract here. Uh, they got Dan Witty making $10 million, Joe Harris making $7 million. They acquired Torian Prince from the Hawks. They have Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. They have this guy named Musa, who I believe was a two-way player this year, shooting guard. And then that guy, uh, Karooks, who was picked in the second round last year. He was, he played actually pretty well for them. Okay, uh, we'll go to the next pick. Um, this was the Phoenix Suns. They picked Casey Akpala, another small forward. Good pick, bad pick. Was this is Phoenix another West Island? Coast guy that I didn't get to see a ton in college. Projected first-round pick for much of this past season. He had a great sophomore year. And I don't have too much other than that on this guy. But I know Stanford struggled, kind of similar to Georgia. And this was the star player on a bad team. So, once again, probably the right move for the player to leave at that point because you don't know what Stanford's going to be like next year. Tough to carry the load on those bad teams in college. Mm, very true. After that, we had Carson Edwards at 33. We talked about him. 34 was Bruno Fernando going to uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, another good young guy that they got there. 35 was Marcos uh, Silva. He was traded to New Orleans. 36 was Cody Martin. It looks like the Charlotte Hornets will get him. 37 was a guy from Lithuania. Lithuania. Uh, Servetus. I'm not familiar with him. And then 38 was Daniel Gafford. 
He's going to the Chicago Bulls. I'll, I'll chime in on him a little bit since he played in the SEC at Arkansas. This was a guy that was projected as a potential lottery pick after his freshman year last year and surprised many by coming back to school for his sophomore year. Unfortunately, he clearly slipped a bunch in this draft process. Not 100% sure why. But he kind of stepped in for Bobby Portis a couple years ago, filled the void that they had at the five-man spot in Arkansas. And the talent is there. Once again, not 100% sure why he would have slipped this far. I saw him projected first round for most of this season, so to see him at number 38 is a bit surprising. Similar to four picks earlier, Bruno Fernando from Maryland, also a sophomore. Saw him projected as high as lottery this season and somehow slipped to the second round. So you're getting some value at number 34 with Fernando, a big man, and another big man at 38 in Daniel Gafford from Arkansas. Yeah, I guess the Bulls really like their Arkansas guys, picking Portis. 39, we had uh, Alan Smalajik. I'm not familiar with him, but he did not go to college. He played in the G League this year for the Santa Cruz Warriors, so that's something you do not see very often. I'm not too familiar with him. Uh, we'll move on to 40, Justin James, going to the Sacramento Kings. At 41, we had Eric Pichal. He's going to the Golden State Warriors, power forward. At 42, we had uh, Ad Admiral Schofield. He'll be going to the Wizards. I'll chime in on him, too, I guess, since he played in the SEC, and I got to see him play a bunch over the past few years. This was Grant Mil Williams' running mate and a four-year guy. Williams was there for three years. But Admiral Schofield is another man, I would say. Six five two forty played mostly the three in college. Didn't have a three-point shot early in his career, but developed that over his past two seasons. And looks like a guy that could potentially play the wing spot for Washington, you said. Mm -hmm. They need some guys. They need some bodies in there. And this guy's going to get a shot probably right off the bat. Very physically strong. His brother played in the NFL. Kind of built like an NFL-type player in reality. And he's not going to get pushed around by anybody on the wing. I would say probably his foot speed is going to be in question in the NBA. But he's definitely going to get, get a shot early on in his career there. Yeah, Washington is such a question mark with what they're doing with their roster, I'd imagine. So... At 43, we had Jalen Noel. He's going to Minnesota. At 44, this guy was talked about a lot during the draft. He slipped very far, all the way down to 44. Bull Bull. Rumor is that his medical records just did not look good. But uh, there is definitely some upside there if he is healthy. Denver picked him, so yeah, Denver, I guess, likes taking flyers on guys who may have some big upside. They took uh, Porter last year. At 45, we have Isaiah Robbie. 
He'll be going to Dallas. He's a small forward, senior out of Nebraska. 46, we have Taylor Horton Tucker. He got traded to the Lakers. Lakers need bodies. He'll probably uh, be their sixth man. Who knows? 47, uh, we have a guy from Michigan, Agnes uh, Brazdakis. I'll talk a little bit about him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we saw the Jordan Poole pick at number 28 for Golden State, and this was a more productive player. Brazdakis was the same class as Jordan Poole. Brazdakis did not play as a freshman, though. He took a redshirt season and stepped in as a redshirt freshman this year and really looked like one of the better players in the country for a stretch of time. So to see him at number 47 is a little bit surprising to me as a college basketball fan. You never know how these guys are going to test out at the combine or team-type workouts. But this guy looked like he was going to be a first-round pick for most of the season. To see him mid-second round to late-second round, that's probably some value right there. Probably going to play the three. I think he's 6'6". Might be able to play some two eventually if he works on the foot speed a little bit. But he's a very good defender. He's going to be able to hold up guarding three men in the NBA right off the bat. So that's definitely a value pick there, I would say. Yeah, it says he's six seven actually. He's on. He got traded to New York, so New York looks like they could potentially be going uh, the youth route. So uh, maybe get some minutes off the bench. A lot of young guys have been getting an opportunity there. Looking at uh, Damian Dotson and Alonzo Trier, they have a lot of cap space though, so maybe they'll try and sign a veteran. We'll have to wait and see. I think they should go younger. That's just my opinion. At number 48, Terrence Mann was picked for the Los Angeles Clippers, a senior out of Florida State. At 49, we had Quindary Weatherspoon, a oh. senior out of Mississippi State, going to the Spurs. Talk about him a little bit since I got to see him play for four years. With the productivity that this guy had over his career, it's kind of shocking that he ended up playing four years of college basketball. I would imagine maybe the athleticism was the issue. I don't think he's a jump-out-of-the-gym type of guy, but just very solid. He could probably play both guard slots in the NBA. 6'3", 6'4", can shoot it. I think early in his career he was more of a point guard. And actually his younger brother stepped into the point guard role the last couple of years at Mississippi State. So he slid over to the two where he developed a better jump shot and made himself into an NBA player. This might be a G League guy initially, but I think this guy ends up playing in the NBA for a few years down the line. I'm sure he'll get an opportunity in San Antonio. They're very good developing young guys. At 50 was Jarrell Brantley. He's going to Utah, senior out of Charleston. At 51 was Tremont Waters, going to the Celtics. We spoke about him already. At 52 was Jalen McDaniels. He'll be going to Charlotte, sophomore out of San Diego State. At 53 was Justin Wright Foreman. He'll be going to the Utah Jazz, senior out of Hofstra. At 54, we have Mario Shayok. 
probably pronounce that wrong. He's going to the Sixers. No, you got that right, and I'll chime in on him. Yeah. This guy is kind of an interesting story. He played his first two years at Virginia behind three guys that got drafted in this draft. You had DeAndre Hunter at number four. You had Ty Jerome at number 24. And actually the pick after this is Kyle Guy, who actually eventually took his spot. Same recruiting class. But once he transferred to Iowa State and got out of that situation where he was behind potentially three other NBA players, he turned himself into a big-time scorer in his one year at Iowa State. Virginia typically plays a slow-down type of pace, and it's all about defense there. And he really didn't get the opportunities that maybe he wanted offensively. But I believe he scored like 18 a game at Iowa State as a junior this year and really made the right move to get out of get out of Charlottesville, Virginia. So we'll see if he can make it in the NBA here. Yeah, the Sixers, you know, they need bodies. They're not going to be able to build much of a bench. So they don't have too much salary. So we'll probably see what this guy has, see if he could eat up some minutes. Uh, 55 uh, was Kyle Guy. He'll be going to the Sacramento Kings, junior out of Virginia. 56, we have Jalen Hands. He was traded to Brooklyn. He's a point guard out of UCLA. At 57, we have Jordan Bone. He was uh, traded to Detroit. This one is surprising to me. This yeah. guy had first-round potential. This was the best point guard in the SEC conference this year, and this was his junior year. He was another one, not a big-time recruit at Tennessee, but just was developed by Rick Barnes, a tremendous coach that's been to the Final Four in the past with Texas. Rick Barnes recruited Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, T.J. Ford back in the day, who was a lottery pick. He's had a lot of talent, and that's your uh, Grant Williams' college coach. But yeah, Grant Williams and this guy were the same class, not highly recruited, but became tremendous college basketball players. And apparently Jordan Bone tested off the charts at the NBA Combine. Highest vertical leap, best like shuttle run, best three-quarter court sprint, I believe it was. It was like he swept all the athleticism awards and somehow fell to 57. Wow. So this guy's definitely going to make an NBA roster and maybe in the rotation right off the bat in Detroit, you said? Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, maybe off the bench they could use him. They actually don't really have a backup point guard. They were using Jose Calderon a well, lot last year. That's going to be Jordan Bone's spot next year, I would say. Wow. Good for him. Glad he's going to potentially get an opportunity there. Uh, 58 was a unique pick because uh, it's the first uh, Ivy League player drafted in a long time. I forget which year they said, but I don't think it was this century. The guy's name is uh, Mayoni. I'm not too familiar with him. He's going to the Jazz, though. Jazz got a lot of second-round picks, it appears. I'm not sure all of them will make the roster. At 59, Duan Hernandez was picked out of Miami. He'll be going to the Toronto Raptors. And then the last pick of the draft from the Sacramento Kings 
Zvanja Marinkovic. It's from Serbia. I'd imagine that's a draft and stash. And that does it for the 2019 NBA draft. Definitely a very top-heavy draft. Um, I have a feeling there's going to be some guys in the late first round, some guys in the second round who are just going to be amazing players, and we're going to be like, I can't believe that guy slipped all the way there. It seems to happen every draft, but it seems like after pick three, four, maybe even five, you could say, it, it was kind of like, uh, well, we, we don't know what these players are going to be. But I'm sure someone will really stand out. Thank you for listening, if uh, you have been listening for this long. Uh, we do this every year. Green Eggs and Sam. Might be doing some more podcasts throughout the season. We'll see. Alright. Have a good night.